Hello, and welcome to the K is for Kinky podcast. We are your hosts. You sounds so professional. Jen and Eden. <laughs> and this is the Audible Gold Airwaves, where you can enjoy our dulcet tones, and we'll talk a little bit about kink and BDSM and all of the things that your dirty little heart desires for the topic for today. I was going to say you have something in your hair. What is it? <laughs> is it a faboo? I'm holding no, the cat. Yeah, there's something in your hair. Where? Oh, um, shit. Today, we're going to talk about stop. role play. I have a cat. <laughs> Fable <laughs> wants to be a part of this. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure he's muffling the mic. He's into pet play. I don't know if any of that was usable. Was the whole around. thing was usable. I think I was joking. It was all good. I can't focus with him on me. Well, then put him down. I can't. He's a baby. Can you hear his purr? Yeah, right into the mic. We're now on ASMR channel. Here on ASMR <laughs> with KS for Kinky. <laughs> Fabel purrs, Eden croons, and Miss Jen burps. Oh my god. Okay, can we start now? Yeah, let's do the podcast. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Role play. Hello, and welcome to the K's for Kinky podcast. This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. Do it. Do role play. Do role play? Do role play right now. <laughs> do it for the audience. Do it for the listeners. Do it for your mom. Ah! <laughs> mom, if you're listening, I don't know if you want to listen to this one. I'll be warning content warning the fireman and you for be parental fire. units I'm gonna spit on you now okay oh no you're the fire I'm no. the fireman I gotta put you out no well then you're not very fun to role play with <laughs> and that was my one <laughs> fantasy that I wanted really bad I'm contributing so much actually the, and you the only time so anybody has ever spit on me was during a role play were you a it's fire not, it's not my thing no how do you want to start this? I think I just did. <clears throat> well, I mean, in a way that is, like, good. <laughs> wow. Um, in a way. Did... First of all, we do want to say hi here Hello. from K is for Kinky. I'm Jen. I'm Eden. And this is our last podcast of season one. It is a small season. We only have 12 episodes. We did not start this in January. No, but we thought we would start season two in Jan 2023 because... Because that's that's it. We decided it. So we decided the seasons are gonna be calendar year. Yeah, just for the sake of my sanity. Please. So <laughs> this is the last episode of season one. How did we do? Let us know in the comments. Um and <laughs> Let that us was... know in the comments. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's still YouTube. That's YouTube. Um, Let us know in review how we or, did. Or go to like our Instagrammers and stuff. Yeah, or just go on the Discord and just you Or know, Discord, yeah. Send us a mail by snail mail. Anyways, yes. I'm done with that. I want snail mail. I know you want snail mail. It's because it reminds you of a simpler time. You know what? <laughs> this episode has a trigger warning on it. Um, and I'm actually going to make sure to put that trigger warning right in front of when we begin to discuss the content. Um, but this episode will specifically be referencing CNC, incest play, and molestation play. Um, it Can we also put the timestamps in the um, show notes for when these things start and end? Yeah, I could actually do that. So okay. we'll go ahead and do that for everybody. Um, uh, we just wanted to let you know that that will be in this episode because while we do discuss the content pretty lightheartedly and not too explicitly, um, that can be pretty 
difficult to listen to for some. And I, I really want to make sure that you as the listeners have that heads up and can make that call for yourselves. So yeah. I'll wait for 10 seconds after that trigger warning goes to give you a chance to switch away. Um, and then I'll include well, the timestamps. I'll include so. the timestamps um, so that you can choose when to come back in. Okay. Yep. So thank you so much for listening. We're so excited to talk about this with you today. Um, and we'll see you in the episode. Today we're talking about role play. And the reason we wanted to talk about it is because role play is so delightful, really. It's basically the invitation for adults to get in touch with their inner child in a sexy way or a BDSM way, which actually sounds really bad. And I wish I had framed it in almost any other way. But the reason (laughs) I say it that way is because children play pretend all the time. That's like a very common thing for the child brain to do. And I feel like adults have to give up making fantasy for themselves. I mean, I still do it. I still go to the grocery store and pretend that I'm like in an apothecary getting ingredients for a poison. You know, I still do that because how else am I going to get through grocery shopping? But for most normal people, they just literally are engaging in the world around them as it is there. Um, And yet in BDSM, kink, and specifically role play, we give ourselves permission to pretend again. So I guess what I'm really saying is get in touch with your inner child in this episode of Chaos <laughs> Horrible way to put that. Um, um, I am really shouldn't be allowed. So, I don't know what's going on with me today. I I am. Yeah, Eden's feeling a little weird today, so we're gonna forgive some things. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I, so when I when I was teaching my one-on-one classes, um, at the end of the demo class, I would always bring up role play because I think that. It's a good way, as I put it, to explore those dark corners. You know, it's you can I mean, you can have role play that is not dark. You can have role play that's just fun or funny. Um, But it's also a place where you can consensually explore perhaps fantasies or scenarios that you can't do in real life or that would be illegal in (laughs) real life um we're not advocating for illegal behavior sorry that's what i'm saying is that role play is where you can pretend to do these things with a consenting adult and pretend 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 to be doing these things i'm sorry role play i know and i'm making sure the listener knows that we are not to be used as their alibi in court when they go out and say i'm role playing and rob a bank like that's not that's not role play like that wouldn't make any sense there's they could be playing pretend as a bank robber and just take it too far it oh, has Lord. to be within the confines of the law. It has to be pretend <laughs> and everyone has to be consenting. You have been warned. Warning label slapped on the episode. I just, okay. I'm just, you know, <laughs> concerned about that one person. It's always one. Ruins it for the rest of us. Um. I would really love to meet the person who goes to court and says I was play pretending as a bank robber. It just went a little too far. <laughs> I would love to see that trial. That would be good. I would be on that jury. Um, he's just laughing the whole time. <laughs> Let's just give him a break. I mean, he's got it. He's in touch with his inner child. <laughs> just... um, but yeah, so I think that role play is fantastic. Um, I think it it deserves its own like category of kink because. I think it takes a different type of negotiation. I think that oftentimes safe words are done a little differently to stay in character. I think that for some people, 
like people that are like I just can't do role play usually it's because they have a hard time staying in some kind of character they just fall into a a state of laughter and giggles and can't get out of that um so some people aren't into it and that's cool but I think that you know for those who do enjoy it or who can give it a chance um it can be a really fun way to just kind of not be you for a little bit and explore some different things that you might not otherwise do. I have an idea. Uh oh. Let's be each other. Let's switch actual roles and I'll dress up like you and you dress up like me and we'll mm-hmm. pretend to be each other. It'll be like a therapy session, honestly, because you'll just be rolling around screaming, throwing a fit. <laughs> and I'll be there, you know, just making demands and um, being a perfect dominant in every way and there's nothing funny about this at all. <laughs> there's no joke here. <laughs> Wow, you guys should have seen the look she just gave me. The danger look. Um, also, it's really hard to listen to you when you're sitting there stroking a cat like an evil villain. Well, Fabu decided to sit on my lap and now he's falling asleep. Yeah. He also slept in my arms and was my was my small spoon last night. We have those pictures. You can see them on the Discord if you no. want to. What? I'm going to post them there. No. Post them up. Not with permission. Fry them up and post them. <laughs> I've always been really interested in role play because I'm a very creative minded person and I'm actually constantly writing in my head scenarios. Um, Most of my sexual fantasies and like kink fantasies are in narrative form in my brain. Um, I don't really know if other people narrate fantasies in their head or if they just imagine them in like live action or something. But for me, I see it all. I hear the narrative voice. I like describe the characters to myself. I mean, if you ever see me staring at a wall that is what I am doing. And occasionally I will write these things down in actual like, you know, paper and ink and hide them away somewhere where the light of day will never touch them again, you know. Um, these are called fan fictions. But, you know, role play is very, very similar. Um, you really get to cast yourself in a role and go for it. I mean, you can literally write a script, although I feel like that would be very hard to remember and execute. I think that... It's important if you are executing a scene like this, if you are the leader, the top, or the tops, uh, plural, um, that you do have bullet points and ideas and a concept of what you want to do, things you want to hit, you know, literally, but also (laughs) like, you know, what are the major plot points in this scene? How will it escalate? There is a certain amount of not knowing what's going to happen based on what your bottom does and how much freedom they have to influence the scene. Um, But I think that as long as you have this general outline, it's so beautiful because you get to improv within a character setting. Mm -hmm. It's it's basically LARPing, basically, with BDSM involved and, like, a safe word. I love it. I love the concept. Um, I've LARPed. (sighs) I hate that you get to say that because it's totally true, and yet you didn't do it super seriously, and I want to LARP with you. We would have so much fun. I don't really care to do it again. I want you to do it again with me. Anyways. What was your perspective on the role play we did? Trigger warning. We are about to discuss CNC, incest play, and molestation play. So if this is something you do not want to hear, please cover your ears, unplug your earphones, and come back when the timestamp is listed as safe. Did you know we were going to do role play? No. Oh. I had asked for role play. <laughs> so I'm I'm really into like mommy daughter stuff, which 
Uh, spoiler alert, when you hint at this with vanilla women and you don't tell them outright that you're kinky, but you just hint that you have a mommy complex, many of them see it as a red flag and run for the hills. Um, and it's really hard to come back from that once it's out in the open. You can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle. In the tube. Uh, whatever, the tube. <laughs> Anyways, with Miss Jen, you know, and in the kink world, it's completely acceptable to be like, I have a mommy complex or I'm interested in this type of dynamic. Um, so I told her flat out, I'm like, look, I want to do this role play where you're the mom and I'm your daughter. And she was like, not a no. Like she was definitely like, that's a possibility, but she didn't tell me it was going to happen. That's how I said it too. Yeah. I did not know (laughs) that it was going to occur that night. So I was very surprised and, um, you knew we were going to play. Yeah. But I didn't know it was going to be that. And you had me look up and you were like in character and I didn't really know what to do about it because I was like, oh, fuck, she's being my mom. I'm terrified. Am I ready well, for not this? not your mom, but. No, I know you weren't being my mom. to be, yeah. The mom, a mom. I really hope your mom's not listening to this now. <laughs> I know. I actually realized this is like, tell her no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text her and say, don't listen to episode whatever this number is. <laughs> episode 12, the final episode of season one. Do not Don't listen, listen to it. Fast um, forward to the final case, 10 minutes. Miss Jen was playing the mom character and I was playing the daughter character. Um, and no, I did not know. And so when she started the scene, I was like short circuiting for a second, trying to get my bearings. Like, am I ready for this? Is my therapist ready to handle me after this? <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to make things worse or better? Um, also, how do I take this seriously? She's my dominant and partner and how am I going to do this? Um, I do have acting training, like a decent amount of it. So I kind of was just like, please, God, let all of that school have been for good use. She just held the character like she would not drop. And I suddenly just launched. I don't know how I did it, but I switch flipped and I was the daughter. Um, I was, however, not the daughter she was expecting to receive. Uh, She told me later that I had been a lot more combative and difficult, and I was the reason sex actually happened. Apparently, sex had been on the table, but she wasn't certain it would occur, and it was the only way to handle me. So This was, by the way, a private scene, <laughs> not in public. Um, it was in a dungeon, but we just were able well, yeah, to have a private Well, yeah, but it was a private area. room, yeah. You know, I'm a good example of throwing some monkey wrenches unintentionally into the programming because it's all improv so she couldn't possibly have known what I was gonna do um and that's part of what I think is fun about it you know um like we'd done a lot of talking beforehand I knew you know things that you were interested in and stuff like that so it was kind of like you know negotiation of course we negotiated actual like physical things right so I knew the type of stuff I could do in the scene um god i want to do it again it's so hot but (laughs) some of her mommy heckling which is like like scolding from like a mom but like inappropriate like very much like just not okay i didn't even know where it came from she's like i I mean at one point i'm not going to repeat it i want to repeat it but i don't know how much can we say on the podcast a lot right i i I guess we're explicit rated read porn out loud on this podcast no one would say boo right i mean i mean apple might be like i don't know if i want her reading porn we're under explicit whatever Anyway, anyway, she was like, I know you've been messing around. What have you been using? Cucumbers? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like. Yeah, I started off as like scolding mom of like daughter being a whore. <laughs> this is going so great. <laughs> and then it kind of shifted like partway through, which 
I think, again, is what's great about role play, because at least the way that I normally do role play, I don't know where it's going to go. And I think that's part of the fun is that, like you said, you're playing off each other. Sorry. I just was amazed by some of the stuff that came out of your mouth because I'm like, man, she is really good at being a very perverted mom. Like, good for her. Like, I was just impressed. Well, that's what it it turned into scolding mom and then it turned into perverted mom, I guess. It was always going to go there with me. (laughs) You should have known. I'm just saying. You never know. But, um... But yeah, I think, you know, the negotiation had happened before, but the role play scene itself was a surprise. And in my experience, if a role play is a surprise, as long as I stay strongly in character, the other person catches up. So like in the beginning, you were like, what's happening? (laughs) Right? Like, it took you, uh, you know, a, a few minutes, and then it was like you said, it was sort of this switch. And it was like, oh, I know what this is. And you could get into your character, and we kind of just went from there. But to say it wasn't scripted, it really wasn't hardly at all. I mean, the only parts that I had planned were, here's how I'm going to start the scene. Here's our, you know, here's the roles that we're playing. Here's how I'm going to start the scene. I maybe had a couple of loose, like, goalposts in my head, but that was kind of it. Was one of the goalposts screwing? Because that is what occurred. I don't remember anymore. You're playing off of each other, and so it's hard to say where things are going to go at all. I mean, it could have gone in a completely different direction. The other thing to think about um, when it comes to role play is safe words. I can say the only time I've ever changed safe words from the standard green yellow red system um, was during role play scenes and it's basically just to be able to stay in character Um, and you know I've done I've done role play scenes as both the top and and bottom and switch and I'm trying to think off the top of my head but I'm pretty sure almost all of them, we had a unique way of safe wording. The interesting part, the tricky part is, especially because I I enjoy, as you've heard, kind of surprising my bottom with role play. And so because of that, I'm not negotiating the safe word beforehand. So I basically had to integrate a way of communicating the safe word during the scene at the very beginning. Um, but I've done, you know, I did another um, role play scene that was a surprise role play. It included role play and interrogation and um, the setup, and it was a surprise. So the setup was basically that I was a madam of a house um, of prostitution. Women of the night. I think when you said um, Madam of House, that was clear. Not not for kinksters. You can be, you can have, you can uh, have an honorific of Madam and run a house in the kink world. Not the same thing. <laughs> I'm just making it clear. <laughs> but um, in this case, I was a Madam in the traditional sense, vanilla sense. I don't know, whatever. And so I needed to convey to my bottom that she had a way to yellow quote-unquote yellow and a way to quote-unquote red 
Um, so the very beginning of the scene, which started off, yes, it was a surprise. I just kind of started interrogating her. Um, and I basically had to make it really clear in the beginning. I said, look, somebody, one of the girls in the house had stolen money from me. And I was trying to, I was going through interrogating each of the girls to figure out who it was. Um, now there was no other bottoms in the scene. It was just this one. So this was like, you know, a cutaway of here's this one negotiation or one interrogation. Um, and so I basically made it clear of like, I strongly believe that it's Ruby. And so I picked a name that was also the color red. Um, and said, you know, I suspect that it's Ruby. Um, and basically like if you if you fess up that it's her then I can stop torturing you right but that meant her narking <laughs> on a fellow housemate um so the whole thing was that she was trying to resist selling out her her friend um but if she got to the point where she finally sold her out and said yes it was ruby that was her calling red. And so that was how I kind of set it up. And I just made it very, very clear in the very beginning of the scene um, that that was the case. Now, in the debrief <laughs> afterwards, uh, we talked about it and it came out that it took her even longer to get into the role play aspect of the scene because one of her supervisors at, at her like real life job was named Ruby. <laughs> so she had an even tougher time getting into it because I happened to pick a name that was in her like regular life. Oopsie. Um, but again, I stuck with it long enough that she was able to get into it. But like I bottomed for a role play at one point that was a more traditional like military interrogation. And it was... Um, trying to get code a code from me uh like a military code or whatever and so the person who was leading the scene um was my top at the time and she had actually also recruited another friend of ours to kind of be a co-top in the scene and um so what we did was I gave her my phone and so as the interrogation went on, if I gave any kind of code, it meant that I needed a bit of a break. It was either a yellow or a red, but she wouldn't know which one until she took my phone. She had to, of course, it was in a dungeon, so she had to go to where she could take phones out. <laughs> she had to leave the room, which is why we also had another top there. Left the room, take my phone to see if the code I gave worked. And if it didn't, that was a yellow but if it worked and she was able to get into whatever it was that we had pre-negotiated, that was a red. If I gave her the real code that opened like my email or something. And if I gave her just a bogus code, then I got the break because she had to leave the room to go check it. Um, but she knew that it was a yellow and we were good to continue. So that was just another example of how you can sort of integrate safe words into the role play. So my big question that I have, I think after listening to Miss Jen, you know, talk about this is why the fuck I have not been interrogated by you yet in this setting. Trigger warning. We are about to discuss 
CNC, incest play, and molestation play. So if this is something you do not want to hear, please cover your ears, unplug your earphones, and come back when the timestamp uh, is listed as safe. I mean, it was kind of an interrogation than what we did. But it I was want just more. in the role of mother-daughter. I just want you to role play with me more often. I know. I think it's sexy. <laughs> it's hot because, like, here's the thing. Like, in reality, you're my dominant, which is already sexy. But also, we are the least sexy 24-7 couple ever. Like, we literally spend 90% of our time in pajamas, watching working. food, eating, working, <laughs> and just being generally goofy and adorable. And, like, that is really fun, loving, and, like, that is my bread and butter. But from a sex standpoint, I kind of want to sometimes just be a victim of a vampire or have you pin me down and be like, I'm robbing you and I'm going to fuck you a little bit like that. You know, I just want that sometimes from you. So sometimes a lady just wants to be pinned down and told what's (laughs) going to happen. I think. Consensually. Well, and that doesn't necessarily have to be within role play. Consensually, non-consensually. But consensual non-consent. But. I think, you know, a big reason why, like, I'm trying to think about, because I, I did a lot of role play when I was a pro switch, right? Um, which is different. I'm always um, here. You could always just role play suddenly, like, role play. Well, I've done role play as a bottom, but as a top, I think I've only done the two, you and the one that I was just talking about. I can't remember if there's any others, but I think one reason why is if any of you listening has topped just in a regular, like, I don't know, impact scene, it's already a lot of work. (laughs) Like it's a lot of energy. And when you add role play, depending on the type of role play, especially, but any kind of role play, it's a lot more mental. Like it's, it takes energy, even though I'm good at staying in character it can take energy especially if the other person is struggling <laughs> i was not struggling i just didn't know what was gonna happen no i if know I, i'm I not i'm not saying kid, you were struggling let me give you a little scenario oh lord i come into the bedroom you think it's a regular night you think it's gonna be a regular plan oh we did another role play like in that you're talking to the, in the bedroom. hold on hold you don't on. even remember do you well hold on <laughs> i come in and i suddenly say give me all your burgers i'm the hamburglar and I jump you like and you're supposed to be grimace like how would you what? how would you know to be grimace like you'd have at least a couple minutes of being Miss Jen before you realize oh that's right I once expressed a desire to be grimace and for you to be the hamburglar you know like it takes a moment to adjust I wasn't talking about you why are you giving me a sourpuss face you didn't laugh at my joke well I didn't know it was a joke it's obviously a joke I brought up the burglar <laughs> It doesn't mean it's a joke. It is to me. Oh my goodness. You're a butt Are you role-playing right now? No. This is real. You're a turd. Okay. Somebody's in their little headspace. I want a hug. (laughs) Give me something. Oh my god. I want want stuffy and love. Tell me me you love me. I don't have any stuffies to throw at you. Tell me you love me. I could throw a cat at you. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Even when I'm little? Yeah, but we're trying to work right now. I am working. I'm I'm working right now. I have my work pants on. They're stretch pants. They're your pajamas. <laughs> they are my work pants. 
Any who's. I'm just saying I think that one reason you don't see it quite as often is that it is more labor intensive physically and mentally. And also I think there's, you know, as a top, you take risk in doing role play, which is one reason why I say, I mean, there's types of role play that you could do that if you're a new play partner with somebody or whatever that I think are pretty safe. But when you're getting into some of those Incest real dark is not corners, one of them. yeah, when you're getting into don't those, start, don't leave with that. <laughs> yeah, don't you know? You want to know somebody kind of well because you could, even with you and I, I could have stepped on some landmines there. You I was absolutely did. worried about that. Landmines went off. Not, well, okay, you're waggling your eyebrows at me. You're talking about positive ones. Not I'm talking about the the ones that explode in your face. <laughs> you know, like that was risky. It was risky. Yeah. With my mommy issues, and then you come in here and you're like, let's fuck. Like, that's... That's not what I said. Whew, that's what you did. No, it's not. You said, I'm your mom. Let's get down to business. That is not how it went at all. You said it in that same... That would be, like, the laziest role play ever. <laughs> I'm the mom. Bend over. We're going to do the same thing we always do, but I'm just going to declare that I'm your mom first. Yeah, that's called <laughs> bad role play. That's that's bad. You're giving bad topping there. Um, But in any case, what was the other thing that we did? The role play. In the bedroom. I don't really want to say. I kind of need you to because I don't know what you're talking about. I need you to remind me <laughs> oh, and the listeners God. of what the role play was. You were already in bed. Oh, shit. <laughs> that just happened. Oh, that wasn't role play. That was borderline. She came in and. Oh, God. Well, so one of the things <laughs> we've been working on with Miss Jen. <laughs> oh, man. Is boundaries. Because Miss Jen has a boundary about being called mommy. Oh. Or mama by me because she has two I was children. Where you were going with that? Yeah, Miss Jen has two children who are living with us and they live here half the time. And the other problem for her in her brain is that I call my mom mommy all the time, and that kind of like gets into Miss Jen's head a little bit. I still like the word mommy as an honorific. I love it. It's really hard to not be able to use it with her, um, and it's a little bit difficult for my little side to not be able to call her by a parental honorific it's like hard to explain to myself when I'm in that headspace at like you know six or seven or whatever hey this person that you love that you know performs this function for you because she does like in a lot of ways Miss Jen performs a parental role for me Um, what was that joke one that you came up with that one time and and you were like I'm gonna call you that mommykins no it was like you're naming all the different like caregiver names like not duchess but like do you remember? And then it was shortened down to like a nickname of that. Oh, it was um, governess, GovGov. Oh, yeah, GovGov. You're my GovGov. <laughs> I actually right. really like calling her my GovGov. I think it's really cute. She's my governess. She's my GovGov. But the word that Ms. Jen does not have an issue with and does not get icked out by is daddy, which is kind of weird for me because I also call my dad daddy and I think of him as my daddy. So like that's kind of one of those things where I have to sort of separate that and be like, can I compartmentalize my real vanilla life from my kink life, right? Um, But I think the other part for me that can be a little bit difficult with it is only because I tend to think of the word dad or daddy as having gender. And I've been actually really excited to de-gender that word in my brain. Um, A lot of, you know, female identifying tops and doms and stuff use the word daddy as an honorific it's actually pretty fucking hot so we decided to start using it for her and i would say i actually came up with that you did although i kind of like gov gov but it's kind of hard to be like i'm your gov gov like sexily it's hard to turn gov gov or <laughs> that's more for when you're in the little sexy. side <laughs> yeah but so she came into the bedroom and she was like are you gonna be explicit here 
serve daddy or take care of daddy. Like, that was what you said. But it was kind of, so it was kind of a role play, but it was also kind of our dynamic. Yeah, that, it was definitely role play. That, my sugar daddy. We've talked about this. I know, but. but it's that, a known fact to everyone what who knows I did us. did during that was not, like, how I would typically treat you. All I remember. Like, you- I was coming in with the. I mean, I was half the, asleep. The, well, yeah, and that was kind of started part of the point as well. We well, we both are also into like sleep play and stuff. So, so like which, the yeah. the thought behind it was. Wait, were you trying to be like? Were you trying to like, be like molestation? Like, like daddy's going to come in here and, and take advantage oh. while you're sleeping. I did you didn't not get, get that, that vibe. No, wow. <laughs> you, you weren't molest. You weren't you weren't molesty enough. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you weren't. I'll try to crank enough. that up. <laughs> well, were you trying? Well, this is my question for you. In your headspace, were you being? a man or are you being yeah oh well i don't want you to be a man and have sex with me well no i mean i didn't i I, well not like that but like in role like i don't know well maybe that's why i didn't work maybe your energy (laughs) didn't mess with my energy because i do not have sex with men so maybe you thought that you were being a creepy man and i perceived you as being my dominant in her daddy headspace and for some reason, I well, yeah, no, that's fine. But it was like you're already going to sleep. I'm creeping in the room, you know. I didn't get that vibe. I just okay. thought you were. I thought you were your dominant, my dominant, demanding service, but in a more like you know maternal way because like, you're still feminine <laughs> as daddy. There was to nothing me. maternal about that. <laughs> I'm just really confused oh. in general in my life sexually, <laughs> but also about this role play that I did not know was a role play. So basically the lesson from Sorry, this story. Sorry, I apparently have a role play fail, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson from this is if you're going to go for a CNC or molestation role play vibe, you need to really, Get into it. <laughs> really commit and make sure that your partner wants to have sex with a male iteration of you because I would not. It didn't, didn't necessarily need to be that. Even, it was more just like the timing, like creepy take advantage feel. The Man, gender, I'm not the only gender one who can be creeping. I know. That's what I'm but saying. I, but I asked Gender you, didn't have anything to do with it. But I asked you just now, in your daddy headspace, were you being a man? And you said yes. When you walked well, in, were like, you like, my dick is between my knees. Here I come, baby. Like, I don't know what men think when they are creepy. I don't know. I would say I was channeling my my male energy. Oh. Which that I... I have a lot of. Anyway. Well, we've been talking about this is a separate conversation because this is now Miss Jen crossing into the territory of admitting something that I've already brought to her attention, which is that she, like myself, may fall on the gender fluid spectrum. It's an interesting aspect with consent and role play as well. I want to know what your headspace is as your partner if you are occupying a masculine energy because, again, like I don't know if I'm comfortable with that or not in a sexual context. I am totally comfortable with you embodying masculinity or having masculine attributes just well, generally. Me, but if you're masculine me, energy, anytime like that, I'm more aggressive to me, that's masculine energy. I'm not saying I'm a man, but that energy is what people would probably assign to that being aggressive. Well, see, you know, here's something that's interesting for me is that when I am aggressive, assertive and in a more of a dominant role when I'm topping um, I do have aspects. I've had times when I have actually felt my more masculine or more so agender aspects surface. But I actually feel incredibly female and feminine when I am doing certain things. 
or again agender but i don't feel necessarily guess, masculine so that's that's your experience well, but masculine versus feeling masculine energy versus feeling like a man totally different to me like I guess, when i think about energy i'm thinking about like the feminine the masculine energy that i think everybody has i don't think that because i think that every adjective can be embodied differently with a different feel underneath it if you wanted to gender it so like I feel like I channel the goddess Aphrodite and her warrior kind of like bloodthirsty, just imperious beauty. When I am topping, I think of her and I channel her energy a lot. And to me, that is literally like drinking from the milk of female empowerment. So I don't associate my quote unquote aggression with masculinity. But But do you think society would look at that and be like, if they had to categorize I don't like, know. I'm physical do- quote unquote violence and aggression, that's typically assigned to masculine energy. I guess I just don't agree. Like I don't think that all femdoms who do impact play are therefore using masculine energy. However, we're getting a little off the topic because I, I wanted to say, <laughs> I wanted to point out that it's valid that you do feel like it's masculine energy for you. It's just different, and I wanted to say that's not how I perceive it to be. Um, but in role play, this is kind of the conversation that you should have because I think what's happening under the surface of role play still needs to be consented to and known. Um, so in this particular example, I did not know that by calling you daddy, that automatically indicated that you were in a masculine space. And you might think no, that I would because – Oh my gosh. See, this is, this is, okay, so continue. Who is daddy? Is daddy a role <laughs> for you? Is, is daddy an honorific? Are you always daddy? I think it's like part of who I am. Are you always guff guff? Like, no. I think all the things you're talking about are parts of me, but it's like when you're like, Miss Jen, hang this picture. <laughs> oh, I love when you hang stuff and you use tools. It's so sexy. <laughs> but like society would deem that a more masculine quality like fixing stuff around the house yeah hanging I, I, up feel pictures. Like, I feel like I, I, I understand that but I don't feel like oh well I'm hanging a picture and so I feel like a man no like that's so I feel like a man it's not that's not how I feel about it um in your dominance with me do you feel your masculine energy more so or do you I feel, feel both it's all integrated so but when you were daddy and you were creeping were you an integrated masculine feminine or were you more like i'm gonna amp up my masculine rapiness and come in here and (laughs) try to try to i would say it's still both because like i i i wasn't wearing a strap like it was all does a strap automatically mean masculinity well no i'm just saying like i was very much like utilizing the parts i was born with (laughs) yeah you were so, oh my god i all right so it's I think hard to describe it's this is know. really fascinating to me i love that we had a little detour on this topic going back into was it role play we have consented in our dynamic to have a parent-child dynamic within our dynamic sort of and it's an it's, a, it's an aspect of our dynamic that has been there for a long time without being named but we don't consider ourselves to be a mommy baby girl or a daddy baby girl dynamic but it is a huge part of our dynamic. I, I actually really do like GovGov or GovGov um, because that really is kind of what you are. You're like this adoptive caretaker 
who has to deal with me, your little minion, who just apparently like shrinks down into baby form occasionally. You know, like, that's kind of how I am. I just, my little side will just go bloop, pop out, you know, and she has to just deal with this adoptive child that. And it's not just in play. It could be in the middle of a supermarket. It just happened during the podcast. Yeah. Um, that was that was real. Um, that was real. Yep. But in any case, I don't know that it's role play. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, well, but you insisted it was. So, what? Oh, what, you're talking what about that specific thing. Yes. So, what defines? I would say it was role play just because, like, look. Because normally you wouldn't <laughs> oh, be listen. molesty to me, right? Like normally, as Miss Jen and Eden, I probably wouldn't have picked to do it in a scenario that created sleepy play. Oh, right? I love sleepy play with you. I know. But again, that is a type of role play. So like. Is it? Yes. Or it's just a type of like extreme sensation you play. You can say that about anything though. You, If you want to form a distinction, you've got to draw a line. Okay. So to I didn't me, know sleepy play was role play. That is role play. Absolutely. Well, I guess because you're not really sleeping. Yeah. That's true. You have to pretend. Although that one time I did wake you up with it, but you were awake pretty fast. It's well. hard to sleep through somebody down there. It's. <laughs> but yeah, you have to pretend. Right, kind of, you kind of get alerted. <laughs> so for you, our dynamic with the addition of focusing on the parent-child dynamic aspect and sleep play, plus for you a molesty vibe that did not fully translate to me, but that you were embodying. That is what made it. Yeah, because it was you. more about like if it's just you and me, I'd be like, hey, like service me, and I'm gonna enjoy that. In that case, it was I'm just gonna do shit to you to do it to you i think the reason i don't remember it as well is because i was sleepy too that's sleepy and not just uh you weren't drugged or anything no although that would be (laughs) really fun to play with with you like well and i'd be willing to that's a very risky endeavor um we're now getting into this murky zone of what qualifies as role play when does your mommy daughter daddy daughter whatever dynamic that is a real dynamic that actually comes into play in your functioning life because it does for us like we do really engage in that and that's a huge healing part of our dynamic for me. I mean, the fact that I can go into that space and get some care from you occasionally um, is good for me. Uh, but when does that cross into role play? When do we amp that up and it goes over the line? I think, and that's kind of where you and I differ because apparently I see it as completely normal for a dominant to go in while her S-type is sleeping and be like, hey baby, I'm going to fuck you around now. Apparently that's well, fine with me that and is... that's my yes. And you're no, like, no, that's no. the gr- <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I think especially if you are either pretending, if you're taking on a role that is not your quote unquote normal role, your day-to-day role and or creating some kind of scenario then it's role play yeah i guess i just thought it was normal for you to come in at night well and to work me over that's the thing is that for <laughs> some excited. people I'm that like, might be for some people that <laughs> might be and like i know there's a lot of dynamics out there where yes you know where i think it is very normal like it could just be a normal part of their dynamic to you know wake up and be like oh this is happening and that might not necessarily be role play by the way just... what we're talking about has to be consented to beforehand because oh, yeah otherwise all it's absolutely of this has rape. to be consented so we just to. wanted to put that out there um disclaimer yeah no all of this has to be consensual um and i mean like oh this is happening in a this is a good surprise kind of way yeah um but i think you know even for a dynamic where that's like normal in their dynamic if you added something to that like Let's say a, you know, 
male-bodied, male-identifying D-type and a female-bodied, female-identifying S-type. I'll just put it like that. I think it can be part of their dynamic to just kind of have sex whenever. The D-type is like, I'm going to come in and have sex with you whenever I want. But if that D-type added something to that, like creating a scenario of it being, you know, against the rules or he suddenly like the babysitter, something along those lines, then suddenly it's role play. Um, there's a different element there. In our dynamic, it's not typically normal. So to me, I think that's why I considered it more role play is that one, I was coming in and waking you up with stuff, but also I was more in touch with a different headspace than I am kind of on the day to day. One of my big takeaways from the way this conversation has gone is that different people um, find the taboo in different things and different people may experience this feeling of putting on a persona or putting on um, a performance while others may genuinely feel like it's part of who they are. And maybe there's a blend between those two things as well. So like as an example for pet players, some would argue that what they're doing is role play and others would say, no, 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 this is a, a headspace that I experience that is a huge part of who I am as a person. And I just, can't really be like this in other spaces but this is part of who I am it's not role play you know um and it's it's kind of interesting because I feel like when it comes to pet play and little space specifically um both of those things kind of blur those lines between role play and headspace um and it does there's a point to discuss what headspace is um if it isn't role play you know because headspace is kind of like what do you feel like on the inside when you're doing something you know, and is that a consistent feeling that you have cultivated to be associated with certain personality traits or certain activities that you do? I mean, that's kind of what I take to mean um, headspace. So, like, what, what is it called when an actor, like, immerses themselves in a role? Um, a method. Yeah, a method actor. A method actor. So maybe it's like being a method actor yeah. if it's more of a headspace. Role otherwise. play, I think, is typically more temporary. It's, it's more of an abrupt crossing of the threshold and a leaving of a space like it's very clearly cut when you are role playing you start there is a finish to the role play when you're in a headspace or you are in you know method acting or you know more so actually when you are in a zone I guess you know where you are little or you are doing pet play or you feel a certain certain way like those things don't have a clear start or a clear finish for some people in the same way that being a dominant has no beginning and no end for Miss Jen um, I mean, she has a time that she could say, I started calling myself a dominant. But what I mean by this is that it's a feeling she always has. It's not role play for her. Whereas maybe for her, as she just said, feeling like she is a sexually aggressive and exploitative um, person named daddy is not always something that she feels. There was a beginning and an end to that experience for her. Because she amped up those internal meters. And that's kind of the fun part about this conversation is the reality that role play exists inside of our minds, not just in our actions, behaviors, but how we process. Because again, Miss Jen had a role play scene with me that night. I did not have a role play scene with her. I we was were both not, happy. <laughs> we were happy, but I was not. I was not in a role. I was completely myself. I would react the same way right now if she started. I mean, except for I'm on a podcast, I'd be like, "Wow, we are publicly <laughs> oh, having God. a scene on the podcast." Oh, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, sometimes I'm sitting here like, "Would that go on the air?" And that would be okay. But anyways, um, the point is. It is important to talk to your partner about your headspace if we do accept that role play occurs in your mind as well as outside of it and that how you perceive what's going on majorly changes what a scene is. 
you need to talk to your partner. You need to get on the same page because now I do want to do a creepy molestation scene with my dominant um, where I actually know it's happening. Um, I would like that. It would be a fun <laughs> thing to explore. So bad. <laughs> you know, um, and it's, you know, it's kind of funny, but I think the reason we were going to keep this in the episode is because it's valuable. It's valuable to hear how two people can have such totally different experiences and interpretations of the same events. Um, so as far as role play goes, uh, what honestly, like, what are your favorite role plays? Because some of my favorite role plays, I'm asking the, the listeners, by the way, what are you, you, you there in the mm. headphones or the car not me. or not you, Miss Jen? I don't, I'm not asking you. I'm asking the listeners, what do you guys want to do for role play if you ever do? I mean, um, even if you're not really one to role play, have you ever wanted to play pretend as something else? I mean, have you ever imagined yourself as a knight or a princess, which is like the most basic thing ever? But like, have you ever gone there? Like, so role play, my point is that role play is only limited by your imagination. Like, you don't have to be the role of somebody that could be a real person. You could be a dragon and I knew you were going to say dragon. I almost said dragon. I felt like I read your mind because you always go to dragon. You I love dragon. dragon. I know. Like I, I do you want to relate to dragons? Time? I am a dragon. That's my sign. Do you, okay. Um, your zodiac, <laughs> Chinese zodiac sign. Yeah. Do you want to dress up like a dragon? No. Are you sure? I could anthropomorphize you. I feel like if you saw the sexy outfit I could put together, you'd be like, that's kind of cool. But like my whole human point dragon. is that you can be whatever you want to be. Hagen. You could be, you could be, um, Gandalf and a rock. I don't know. That was terrible. <laughs> You're done. That was horrible. Well, normally I throw out, you know, other things that you get mad about. But, um, my point is just that when it comes to role play, one of the best things about it, like kind of how we, I'm going to full circle this bitch. Um, it's like a kid in a playground. You get to just be creative and you get to create scenarios and it's just fun. Um, you don't have to take it too seriously and you know, it's okay. One of the biggest, uh, roadblocks that I see when people start to try to do role play is just the sillies getting in the way, you know, they start and they can't keep a straight face. And I just want to say like, that's okay. It's normal. It's okay. Just keep going and eventually it'll probably click a trick that i like to use for that by the way for the sillies is to pretend that you are literally a paid actor in front of an audience which might be a little scary for some but imagine that it 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 deserves to be treated real that there are people who are paying to see you do this and that you have committed and that you are a professional that sounds really weird but for me that's what works because i'm like look i have a right to value and cherish this time and to give this character that I'm playing in this moment a life, not only for the sake of how good this goes, but for my own sake. You know, I mean, the real world and what we have to be is not really always fun for most of us. Most of us are doing jobs we don't want to do to make, the, you know, ends meet. Most of us are living in homes that are not the ideal home for us. Some of us are living in partnerships or situations that just don't feel good all the time. It can be a relief and something that, Honestly, we all need and deserve to be able to let go of who we have to be and be who we wish we could be. Even if it is fantastical, if your mind can think it, you have a right to let yourself imagine for a moment that that could be so. 
And role play really allows you to externalize that in a beautiful fucking way. And it kind of lets you give reality just a big middle finger. A middle finger reality also deserves. <laughs> we deserve to role play and reality deserves the middle finger sometimes. So yeah, <laughs> go be a freaking a freaking dragon or a druman, which is my dragon human word, you know? <laughs> be who you want to be. Do what you want to do. Give yourself permission to you take it be. more. Say what you want to say. Sorry. Give yourself permission to take yourself <laughs> and your scenes seriously. And if you are going to giggle, it's okay. Laugh mm-hmm. it off because you know what? People laugh in the middle of torture sometimes, and that's okay. <laughs> and remember, folks, if you are going to do a creepy CNC molestation scene, really go all in and lean into that shit because otherwise your messed up partner might think you're just coming on to them. We should probably back away from this episode now. Yeah. I think we're Thank done. you all for listening to our roleplay episode. Um, we're ending the, the, the season on this. So if you've been with us from the beginning, <laughs> thank you. If you just hopped in now, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually am a little sorry. Um, and just remember, you well, know, you don't have to be. I just wanted to say, like, how many episodes? This will be, what, 12 episodes? Mm-hmm. So after a dozen episodes for our first season, which obviously will be much more next year but um we've really enjoyed doing this and i hope everyone else is enjoying it but we've had a really good time with it um yeah i mean um you as a voyeur are contributing to the health of our relationship because this is basically the best way that we communicate is via podcast i have had her say things in podcasts openly in support groups and on youtube videos that she will not say directly to my face, but she will say it in front of an audience. I'm much and, better at public speaking. Yeah, so she will publicly speak about her love for me. And it's actually, I mean, I, I sound like I'm joking, but it's very sweet. Um, and, you know, we just fucking appreciate y'all um, and the opportunity to, to share with you. So um, enough of that sappy stuff. Uh, happy winter. Happy holidays. If you celebrate any holidays, I hope that um, you go into the new year feeling fresh And we will see you next time in season two of Case for Kinky. Bigger, better, longer. Season two, four times longer than season one. K is for Kinky. You want to listen. You want to leave a review. And you want to join the Discord. If you have five (laughs) dollars. Put it on the Patreon because then we'll have better microphones. Microphones. We won't have to make up all of the sound effects. Bigger, better, longer, stronger. K is for kinky. Oh boy. Okay. Bigger, better, longer, stronger. K is for kinky. More laughs. More tears. And more sex. Oh God! What the hell just happened? Come. Over oh. to our house <laughs> of words here. I'm about to say worship. <laughs> it was a great commercial. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> we need to invest in sound effects. <laughs> Please send money. <laughs> Bye. Bye.